Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Strength and Conditioning Podcast. On today's episode, we will be continuing the discussion of the current state of strength and conditioning. For today's episode, we were joined by Coach Francis Stevens of North Carolina A&T State University. Coach Francis is the Director of Sports Performance for Women's Basketball at North Carolina A&T. As a side note, this is one of the first episodes we've done in person. I feel it brings a different mood to the conversation and kind of has that more organic feel. Without further ado, let's begin today's show. Coach Stevens, thank you for joining us on Mastermind Strength and Edition. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. Appreciate you taking time out of your day to come onto the show. I know you have a busy schedule going on here with basketball. Um, to get us started, you mind giving us a little bio about yourself and how you got to North Carolina A&T? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've only been here for about two months now. Um, and I am coming from New Mexico State. Am I too close, too far? Here that might go. be better. Let me lean in a little bit. Um, coming from New Mexico State, I was there for three years um, as an assistant coach. And prior to that, I was out in California at Cal State Northridge. Um, so I've been a little bit all over the place, made my way all the way across the country. Um, but how I came to be here um, is that I've been you know, pursuing women's basketball for a while. Um, and trying to get, you know, my name out there with coaches. Um, and I think I did a good job of that because now I'm here with women's basketball. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Definitely. How's the East Coast compared to the West Coast? Very different. Um, awesome. Very different. The freeways are very different here. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um, there is no humidity on the West Coast, so that's been a change. But um, but so far, so good. I mean, I like the city, and the athletes are great, so. That's awesome. Yeah. And for anyone listening to this episode, this is also our first live episode where we're actually face-to-face in the same room, so I'm not sure if the audio is perfect or not, but we're just going to let it ride and go. So for today, we're continuing our series on the current state of strength and conditioning. So being around in the field for a little bit, what is your current view of the profession right now? Right. Um, I mean, I think there's great things going on um, in strength and conditioning, obviously, as we continue to grow. It's, I mean, because this is not a very old field, right? It's like 30 years, I think like 70s it started pretty yeah, much. Yeah, 1960s really when it was kind of recognized as a as an actual profession. Um, so, you know, if you think about that, we're not even 60 years old. So there's a lot of space for us to grow. Um, but, you know, I think that that's starting to happen. Um, so I think we're in a good place. I think, um, you know, stuff like this is obviously <clears throat> good to help with development because, you know, this wasn't around. Um, you know, in the 1960s to know, you know, what somebody, you know, on the other side of the country is doing or thinking about or, you know, viewing. Um, so that's great. And I think we have a lot of tools that, that allow us to kind of reach out to people, to get to know people that maybe we never would before. So I think that's good. Um, and then just growing and developing, like the more scientists out there, the more of us that there are, you know, the more strength coaches um, that we have out there, the more things that we can be doing for athletes. So I think you know, we're growing in the way that we should be, I think. Awesome. You mentioned um, doing podcasts and having all this education. Do you think that it's possible that we're always trying to advance or trying to be more scientific-based as new research comes out that we kind of lack finding a more fundamental identity, which kind of helps us be more viewed as an actual profession, say, Mm. to administration or those who really just don't understand what we do on an everyday basis? Right. Um... I mean, I think they could go either way. Like, people, I think that there's a stigma about strength and conditioning. Um, you know, and I think the more that we can talk about science, the more that we can be relatable, um, and the more that we can, you know, not feed into any type, one particular stereotype. 
um, I think, you know, that helps people view us differently. And there is, you know, we do, I think, all... Um, we all have certain characteristics that have made us successful, right? Because it's a very tough industry. Um, that's why there's such a high turnover rate that there's not, everybody can't do 14 hour days. You know, everybody can't, you know, toe up to the line every single group, you know, hour after hour after hour. So I think that we all have a certain characteristic set that makes us successful, but being able to, you know, be an individual outside of that, I think makes us more relatable, you know. To, to everybody and that helps us. I think that'll help our industry grow. Awesome, awesome. Uh, do you think the stigmas going around strength and conditioning are kind of dying out or do you still think they're kind of in full force that we're just a bunch of meatheads that scream and just like <laughs> to bang weights all day? Yeah, um, I mean, I think that that's still at the forefront, honestly, um, but it's not everywhere. I think it depends on where you're at and, and you know, um, who you're working with. Um, but you know, when people hear, like, so when I tell someone I'm a strength and conditioning coach, their first thing is always, you know, oh, well, um, then they want to tell me how, how strong they are or how much they lift, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that that's what people recognize. Oh, you're a strength coach, so you do this, this, and this. Um, having no idea that, okay, yeah, we are, you know, researching. We are doing, um, you know, data. We are reducing injury. We're doing all of these things, and I think, um, you know, that's becoming more known, uh, but, yeah, you know. There's still a stigma. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I people always just question when I say that they're like, "So what exactly is that?" And right. I have to go into a detail, and it's either they get it or it's just glass eyes the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, with the science part, strength and conditioning, do you feel that the science and sports data is going to continue to grow with strength and conditioning, or do you think we'll actually have a split more so and actually have, say, we have our athletic trainer strength and conditioning, and then our sports science? Or do you think in our industry it'd be more valuable for us to keep a hold of that uh, sports science? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, Again, I think it depends on where you're at. I mean, I think it would be great for us to um, have that opportunity to expand into that, Um, you know, but I think the more hands on deck, the better. Um, You know, it's it's great to be able to do all those things, but then if you think about the day-to-day, like, you know, somebody who has six teams, well, do they have the time to really be dedicated to, you know, um, science or whatever it is? Uh, you know, I don't know if that's always realistic. So I think it would just depend, you know, on your staff. And I think that that's a way to make yourself valuable is, you know, how do you fit into where you're at right now and where can you expand? Awesome. It sounds like you're really passionate about the field. So kind of as we trans uh, move into our next question, uh, is the profession in a good, positive, or negative place? Um, I think we're moving more positive every day. Um, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I definitely It'd be awesome to go the so. opposite direction. So. Right. Um, you know, I think that, like I said, we're growing. So there's more people in this field now. There's more people around. Staffs are getting bigger. And I think the more people you have, um, you know, it allows you to have different personalities on staff. It allows you to reach all of the athletes and not just a specific kind of athlete. Um, you know, and I think it allows us to be more human than what we were allowed to be prior to this. You know, you're not, um, after 16 hours or whatever it is, like you sometimes are not a human anymore. So yeah, what you're given um, that first group at 6 a.m. Yeah. is different from that group at mm-hmm. 6 p.m. And it's exactly. just that long day wears on you. Yeah, for sure. So I think, I mean, I think we're going in the right direction. And, you know, the more people I meet, the more excited I am that there's people that care as much as they do, um, that are as intelligent as they are, um, you know. I think we're going in the right direction. Awesome. Speaking of, like, the direction, the profession, you uh, just mentioned caring. Do you feel like our profession needs to do a little bit better job? We have so many certifications and clinics that are talking about injury prevention mm-hmm. and a better way to perform, but how much outside do you think we need to grow in that personal development? Uh, one that comes to mind is, like, a 
Brett Bartholomew, the conscious coach, and kind of mm-hmm. having that more um, psychology background or having a better handle on that to deal with the multiple personalities of the athletes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we are kind of like therapists every day, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because we are coaches, but we're very different than sports coaches. Um, so the conversations that I'm having with athletes very different than what a head coach is having with an athlete. And sometimes, you know, I think we're, we can be the first line of defense when a kid is having a problem. Um, you know, because we can be a confident, we, we don't control playtime, right? So that changes the conversation immediately, yep. right? Um, maybe more comfortable to say something to us than, you know, to an athletic trainer or whatever it is. So I think and we also see them a lot and we see them in a different context. Yeah. When we were texting, trying to get this time scheduled up, I had two of my track girls in there just hanging out, talking to me, asking yeah. me how it goes. And it's one of those great experiences mm-hmm. you have, but also time consuming too. I'm like, guys, I got to get stuff done, get out of here. But it's awesome when just they haven't seen you all summer coming in, just want right. to say what's up. Yeah, exactly. I think we're able to have those, you know, fundamental relationships really. Um, and they can grow in so many different ways. You know, I had, a, I had a former athlete last night. She's on the West Coast. So it was about 11 o'clock her time, 2.30 our time. Uh, woke me up with a text message asking me what she should do because her dog was sick because that's a conversation that we had had so many times when she was my athlete is, you know, caring about her dog. So, like, it just grows in a lot of different ways. And I was her person to be like, oh, my God, what do I do? The dog's throwing up, yep. you know? So I think... Being that confidant for yeah. them where, you know, there's no judgment. It's not going right. to be apparent. Like, well, what happened? How did you let it get this uh-huh. way? And yeah. It's we definitely a cool grow a lot. So I think it's very, very important for us to be relatable. Awesome. Continue on, like, the profession being positive or negative. <clears throat> um, growing. How do you feel like we're doing growing as a profession? Do you think it's too fast, too slow? Kind of just where, also, where do you possibly see it going in the next five to ten years? Sure. I think there's two ends of the spectrum um, with us. Um, because we are such a new industry, or we're not an old industry, we're not new, but we're not old. Um, I think that there is um, a group of coaches who, you know, started this and um, who are going to finish it the same way. And then I think there's people coming up, you know, in the past year or so who are full speed ahead going in an opposite direction. I think there has to be some type of middle ground. Um, So I think a lot of us, or a lot of this industry is on one side or the other, Um, you know, and and we need to move forward collectively, um, you know, really to benefit people. There, I think Mm -hmm. there's a very strong, we work in athletic and we are type A human beings, so it's natural to be competitive with each other. Um, But I think that that competition needs to be positive rather than, you know, well, this person's doing this and that's bad and this person's doing this and I'm gonna keep it to myself. Um, It needs to move forward, you know, together. And as far as, you know, where do I think it's going? I would say, you know, we might be getting a little bit more into specialization. So, um, you know, I'll use myself for an example. Like I am now um, only working with women's basketball and that is very specific. Um, that's just one sport and it's not even men and women, it's just women. Um, and I think that's really cool, like I love it um, and I'm excited about it. Um, and I think it opens the door for, you know, people to make names for themselves in different areas, um, you know, to be more hands-on. Like one team is a whole lot easier to deal, I shouldn't say easier. Um, you can dedicate more of your attention to one team than you can six. Absolutely. You know? so I think like you just said, data collection we were talking about earlier, yeah. it's so much easier to get heart rate information and mm-hmm. wellness questionnaires and being able actually to look at it and try to see trends yeah. with one team versus trying to do that with even just three teams. Right. It's just overwhelming throughout the day. For sure. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, some coaches would say specialization kind of hinders us a little bit, especially coming up early. Mm-hmm. The more teams you touch, the more personalities you get to deal with, the more um, – 
just d different ways to coach different teams. Basketball is going to be way different from bowling, which mm -hmm. is way different from water polo. Do you think, though, as the profession grows, we're, we always talk about um, oversaturation of the profession. Do you think it would be more beneficial to teams and to coaches to kind of have each team has their own strength coach? I mean, I think that that would be – I think a head coach would love that, um, honestly, to have somebody who, you know, okay, they're there for you and it's your schedule and what do you want. I think a head coach would love that. Um, you know, as far as hurting us, I think you probably do need those experiences. Like, you need to have coach rowing. You need to have coach baseball, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that you really understand, first of all, the body, second of all, how to speak to different people. Um, you know, and, and then I think it really allows you to say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to specialize in because now you know. Like if I had started nine years ago and said, I want to be basketball, well, how do I know? If I've never coached football, if I've never coached, you know, softball, if I've never worked with volleyball, how do I know I want to be with basketball? Because I like basketball? Well, does that matter? Mm, mm -hmm. I don't think it does, you know? Um, so I think you need to, like you said, as many athletes as you can and then if you find something that you love, specialize, um, you know, or you don't have to. Like, I know a lot of people who love having different teams in throughout the day and, you know, because it's different personalities. Um, you don't get that stale boredness of mm -hmm. just kind of the same thing or just the same people. Yeah. One team's down, another team brings you up. or yeah. It just it brings variety throughout your day exactly. versus constantly mo uh, being the same. Exactly, yeah. Awesome. Since you kind of already touched on this, talking about, thinking about doing basketball nine years ago, if you had to start over today, mm -hmm. knowing exactly no, about the profession, going through everything you did, would you still decide to become a strength and conditioning coach? Um, I, I know the answer is yes right now. Um, you know, I love what I do, um, so I'm excited about it. Um, if I had known what I know now, nine years ago, I would have done it very differently. Um, I would have approached it differently. I would have, you know, I think had different relationships with people. Um, can you guys just go a little more into detail of how you would maybe take just two situations and go a little bit sure. into detail with that? Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think I've obviously changed. Right, nine years is a long time. Absolutely. Um, and then learning what you learn every day in strength and conditioning that makes it even longer. Um, so I think personality-wise, um, if I could say anything to myself nine years ago, like you need to speak up, right? You need to not only just let yourself be seen, but you need to demand that you be seen. Um, and I think a lot of us sometimes, and it's some part of the strength and conditioning culture, we are like behind the scenes type people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you need to kind of break that shell a little bit to be more successful. And I think that really would have helped me build relationships with people earlier on, um, you know, that would have lended to healthier relationships later. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to speak up. Um, don't be afraid to say, you know, if you disagree with something or if you have a question, you know, sometimes those are not easy things to say in the middle of something with a, you know, head football strength coach. Um, so I think I would have told myself, yeah, speak up, like uh, demand that you be seen. Um, yeah, I think that's a big one. That's a big one. No, I think that's definitely a good one. I mean, definitely interning, it was always like you might have had a question or you weren't 100% sure and instead of just feeling confident answering it, you weren't scared of getting reamed out or mm -hmm. then possibly getting kicked out, especially in the profession, like oversaturation. You don't want to make it seem like you're underqualified and there are just mm -hmm. four other people in line behind you begging for that job. Right. So it's definitely a, a different situation where you don't want to seem unknowledgeable, but sometimes asking all the questions helps you yeah, become more knowledgeable. Definitely, yeah. And just, I mean, being a presence in the room, like as a strength coach, if you're not a presence, you're 
unsupp- like you don't have a job, <laughs> you know? Um, we should be the loudest person in the room. We should have control of the room. So developing those skills early on um, and with your peers as well. So I think that that would probably be the number one thing I would have told myself is speak up and demand to be seen. That's awesome. I definitely have seen you coached a few times. And it's definitely one thing you do. You do bring a presence to the weight room and Thank definitely you. command it well, especially I think it was one of your first lifts you had with the girls in the weight room here, and it was just no nonsense. Like, seemed like you've been here for years, and you just got right to it. So I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, so that's kind of really all we have for today, unless you kind of want to go in a little bit more deeply about trying to think about would you still get into the field or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I would still get into it. Um, you know, I love it. There's nothing more exciting. I think when someone asks, like, why do you do it? Or how did you get into it? Or how did you know this is what you want? Like, there is a sense of peace that you have when you find what you want to do. And being in the weight room, like, it takes away things. Like, if you're having a bad day or you're frustrated about something or, like, you got something on your mind, the second I'm on the floor, that all goes away. And I think that's how you know, like, okay, this is probably where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and I didn't... never feels like a job. It's just yeah. part of your life that you enjoy coming exactly. to. Exactly. You might be exhausted, like, you know, 6 a.m., 5 a.m., sometimes 4 a.m. Those are really... Uh, those can be tough. Like, you know, get to Thursday of that week and you've been up at 4 a.m. every single day, you're tired. Um, but as soon as you, you know, get on the floor with those kids, it's exciting. So I think that's how you know that you're on the right path. And um, I think, yeah, I'd definitely get into it. I don't know you know, exactly where I will be going in the future. But, um, you know, I think I'm in the right place right now. I'm fortunate to be doing what I want to do, which was to work with women's basketball. Um, and I think, you know, that's an exciting thing. Like, how many people do you talk to that say they're doing exactly what they want to do? It's, you know, might not be a lot. So I, I'm pretty fortunate to have this opportunity. Um, so I think for as long as I can, I'm going to take advantage of it. But um you know, I'm happy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it's the key right there, being happy. You only get yeah. one life here, so you got to enjoy what you do. Exactly. You got to make the most of it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll definitely have to have you on it again. Perfect. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Everyone, as we wrap up today's show, again, I just want to say thank you to Coach Francis for coming on and speaking with us today. Um, It was pretty neat to finally sit down face-to-face with someone and actually have these conversations instead of always being done over Skype. Um, Definitely something I'm hoping to do more of, and um, as this podcast grows, hopefully I'll be able to travel to more and more schools and talk to coaches face-to-face. But again, if you enjoyed the show, please comment, subscribe, and uh, we catch you on the next one. Have a good one. Bye.